Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, Kirk Lowe and I are going to go over the six ways that podcasting can actually make you a better financial advisor. All right, Kirk, where did uh, where did this idea come from? I have no idea where it came from. You know, <laughs> like ideas are uh, not hard to come by for me. It's it's uh, making sure we stay focused. And so we decided that this was a good topic, and so I stayed focused on it and got a list of six things done. I think advisors are always looking for confirmation that what they're doing in their practice or in their marketing, specifically with us, you know, what it all means. And and sometimes there's these little alternate or additional benefits that come that are beyond the obvious. And sometimes I like to go there with people because I think advisors sometimes get really trapped in this ROI mindset, like leads, numbers, and all these things. And there's so many other things to do in good marketing that make you better. And podcasting is just one of those incredible mediums that adds value, cascading value in so many other places. And so I thought it would be worth um, talking about it. Okay. Well, let's talk about just being a better communicator overall, the first one. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you think about showing up for a podcast and being on offering value, you've got to be able to organize your your thoughts and ideas, right? We recommend like a mind map, you know, with some key points to guide the conversation, just like I'm doing right now. And you have to learn how to articulate those ideas. So, you know, you're going to write a couple of notes and how do those notes flow? And they make any sense to the listener? Can they identify them? That kind of stuff. So you need to organize your ideas, learn how to articulate those ideas, and, to, and then to share stories as well that help um, take those concepts and ideas and give them context, context and reality, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a couple of those as we go here. Okay. Um, you also want to challenge yourself as to what and how your clients want to be communicated with or to. So if your clients, what do they care about? What do they – so it makes you – if you're going to be a good communicator, you have to understand what people care about. That kind of leads into the next point. But communication is a huge skill for advisors, and podcasting is only going to make you better in that area. Well, especially if there's engaging or engagement, right? Uh, you know, one of the things that happens with our clients when when we're interviewing them is they'll say, "Wow, nobody's ever asked me a question in that way that made me think of it in a different way." which will in turn hopefully make you a better communicator and provide you with even more good, robust ideas and, and communication topics for your clients. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. But just showing up for the podcast, ready to go, that that part of communication. So communicator communications, so many things. But just show, this really meant just showing up, ready to tell, you know, to, to be organized, have ideas, know how you're going to, these gotcha. ideas are going to unfold. That's a really big thing. And there's, there's an implication to not, to not, if you're not doing that, right. If you're not working on becoming a better communicator, then you're, you're, you're really becoming stagnant, right. As an advisor, if you, if you're just not getting better, and 
not having not having a channel to communicate is is going to be a problem, right? Because you're not. I mean, for all, if all you ever do is talk to clients in a closed environment. I mean, I guess the podcast is a bit closed, but you're going to have guests, you're going to have a co-host, you're going to be looking for it, you're going to be talking about, it, you're going to see reactions based on how many people listen to it, talk about it, share it, like it, things like that. So there's some there's some feedback that comes from being a podcast. So it's not really in a silo. But I, I an interesting had an interesting call earlier today actually with an advisory office who are doing a monthly conference calls with clients only. And they talked about really technical uh, planning topics and market updates. And the guy that I was talking to, he's, he's a, a younger advisor. I'm not going to say he's junior because I don't think he was junior. He was very intelligent, well-spoken, um, and had, and had some, definitely had some financial planning experience, had his own business. Um, but he had been, I guess, regarded or, or tagged with, being the younger advisor in this group as being the the digital savvy one. So he was responsible for helping the rest of the team with their social media and looking at new marketing opportunities. The problem is, is that he was, he sounds like he's kind of on his own there, which means that when he comes back to this group, they're extremely conservative. And this is their idea of marketing, right? A closed conference call that happens at a certain time of the week or month. So you either there or you're not, not many people are showing up really technical, really boring and dry. It was one, it was a monologue, right? One person talking for 20 minutes straight, like a presentation. So, you know, no, because of the format of a podcast being um, a couple people on it, having guests from time to time, the format lends to being a better communicator. Whereas what these guys are doing is not helping them grow at all. In fact, it's, 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 they're, they're proving that they're stagnant by even offering this to their audience. And the other, the other thing is, is that they're doing it on their terms, not the clients. Clients want to listen to you when they have time and when they're ready, not when you dictate and not by the media, you know, so, um, I, and at the hours they were doing it all. Like that. So there's a lot of weird things going on with that advisory group, trying something like that. And, um, I thought, you know, there's no learning going on there whatsoever. They're not becoming better advisors through the medium that they're choosing. And podcasting takes it to a whole other, whole other level, if that makes sense. Yeah. Another, another implication of not being, you know, working on being a better communicator is that if you're not pushing the envelope um, with technology and marketing and becoming an influencer, someone else will be, right? There's a recent article that Seth Godin put out um, that was just perfect timing. It was a wonderful read. I'll read you a couple quotes from it. In every era, traditional media channels will diminish, dismiss, and ignore the new ones. They do this at the very same time that they are supplanted by the new ones. So um, here's an example. Radio shows rarely become TV shows. TV networks didn't embrace cable as they could have. The book industry generally ignores every innovation in tech. Mm-hmm. These are all. This is all quotes from Seth Godin's article. As late as 1994, Brian Gumbel was spending time on network TV being befuddled by the internet. And in 1999, Condé Nast uh, bought the print half of Wired and intentionally left the web version behind. We all know that Wired.com is a powerful business. So, you know, and 20 years ago, newspapers were in a perfect position to establish blog networks. They had the reader's attention, the advertiser's trust, but they blinked and other people took over. It's incredible 
what can happen when you're not trying to get better. And podcasting is an incredible opportunity for advisors. You know, not every advisor, not every podcaster, I'll say, is going to be successful. But financial advisors don't have to be successful podcasters. They just have to be successful enough in their podcast that they can attract people to them so they can be successful in their business. So what's what's interesting about being a an advisor podcaster is that your chances of success are way greater than the average podcaster, which is a really interesting concept. Well, hold on. Why, why is that? Because you don't have to have a million listeners to be successful. You can have a hundred and 20 of them become clients and you make millions of dollars every year. Mm-hmm. Almost unimaginable how much success can be had by doing the right things. If you can leverage it the right way versus what the average person doing this would be able to achieve, mm-hmm. right? I know advisors who have approached me or us a couple of years ago who wanted to leave financial planning and make a living doing podcasting. And the calls weren't very long with those guys. <laughs> you know, I, I thought there's no way. Uh, it's a difficult thing to be successful as a podcast, just like YouTubers, right? They're, my, my, I have four kids. And they watch. They watch YouTube videos. They don't watch TV, right? Mine too. Or my oldest watches sports, and every once in a while they might watch some on-demand stuff. But they they watch TV on YouTube. And the biggest YouTubers have success, but you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of them don't have any success. But they're all pursuing this idea. Yeah. And when my nine year old says, "I'm going to be a YouTuber when I grow up," you know, you you, you just have to say, "Sure thing," but um, and laugh it off, and maybe they will be. But I'm I'm not going to fuel that fire. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not going to try to you know uh, kill his dreams either. But uh, the idea here is that advisors have way more ch- uh, chance of success with this. And I told you I was going to make this a 20 minute podcast. Yeah. And I'm going on a tangent yeah. here. There's no way that's going to happen. But I want to chime in here because you said something that I think is important. Uh, so many people are so focused on the return on investment when it comes. But they were never focused on the return on investment for the you know $700 they spent every single solitary month on the weekly market commentary or the conference calls or anything along those lines. Podcasting is another way to deepen relationships in a much more effective interpersonal way that will be easier for your clients and your uh, prospects and centers of influence to share your thought leadership. Really, truly looking at this as a as a... A plus B equals C equation. I'm going to put money into podcasting. A is money. B is podcasting. C, I'm going to get clients. That's not a successful business model anyway. And they're actually thinking about it incorrectly. Communication is fundamentally changed. Just like that that office that you talked to earlier today that's doing that fixed time you know, monologue conference call, that violates what communication has truly become, which again is the convenience aspect of it. I want to be able to consume my information on my terms in my media, uh, in my medium. And that's one of the things that, that we believe that that podcasting will solve. Now let's move. I love on. Matt. I oh, love yeah, yeah. just use the word violate. That was because they what I good. wanted to say to this guy, and, and we had a limited amount of time to get, you know, some information out was that you are that the way they are conducting that client and quote unquote client communication exercise for their clients is actually really is a violation. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you're making all kinds of assumptions. You're presuming that you're more important. Your time's more important than theirs. You're not really making an effort to make it a highly valuable thing. It's not entertaining, not interesting, not a lot of passion. Like it's, it's a problem. I would, I would guess that that communication tactic that that company's employing is actually hurting their business. Oh man, brother. I would think that a client of theirs who's thinking of referring or, or an opportunity came up to refer them business. And they're thinking, you know what, if the first experience they're going to get a month into being their client is having to, is, is that they send out this conference call thing and they had to listen to that, that would not be a good experience. I'm guessing that that exercise is hurting their business. And the funny thing is, is that I know that from the person I was talking to that, um, they didn't explicitly say this, um, but that it may podcasting would be a, a tough sell with this group because what they're doing appears to be free. Right. So, <laughs> so not free. Yeah. Well, the time, the yeah. waste of time, um, not understanding, not having any kind of interaction with your audience to know what's working or not mm-hmm. um, because nobody's showing up or a few people are showing up because it's on, it's not on demand. It's on their time. I mean, it could be that the recording send it out, but maybe they're not tracking it. I don't know. I don't maybe know enough information to be blasting them as much as I am, but um, I'll take it as an example in the least. All right. Hey, so we've got a couple more to get through. I'm going to take listener and then I want you to take networker and marketer and the other ones just because uh, listening. What's that? Go for it. All right. All right. So, so the, the next way that, that uh, podcasting is going to make you a better um, advisor is really, truly listening. And when you practice listening, that's all you really have when you're on a podcast behind the mic is really, truly listening. But the best thing is it's, it can force you to listen to what your clients really care about, especially if you do organic marketing. If you do the organic marketing that we talk about at Top Advisor Marketing, which is talk to your clients about the podcast, engage your clients during client meetings, say, hey, is there anything you want us to podcast about? Because if you have the question, guess what? Most other clients are going to have the same question. We can do a podcast on that. Also, do you have any guests? Was there anybody in the community that you'd like me to uh, to interview and find out a little bit more about what has made them successful? Those are two magnificent communication points that will deepen your relationship with existing clients and also drive them to listen to your podcast. If you're not talking about your podcast in everyday conversation, you are missing probably 75% of the impact that can be made with your podcast, um, you know, just, just by, by talking about it. At least in the early stages yeah. before you have as, you know, more listeners and more, yeah, you got to gain that momentum. But yeah, it's, it's absolutely critical to the early success of a podcast you're talking about it in every, every client conversation. Yeah. Okay. Now, a lot of people will probably say, well, you know, I'm a really great listener just because you have two ears and you do it all the time, but that's actually not true. I'm going to give you all a very quick listening practice exercise that will allow you to gain greater focus, especially when you're in a one-on-one conversation so that you can get rid of other distractions. Here's what you do. Most of you go out to dinner on a regular basis. Uh, if you're sitting across from your spouse or significant other, what you do is you you, you play a game with them. Um, and you say, okay, so uh, and I'm married. My, I would say to my wife, honey, uh, what I want you to do is I want you to, to, to try to listen in on a conversation that's happening around us and singularly focus on one person's voice. And then you do the same thing. 
what that does is that allows your brain to get that that level of focus. You have the ability to to get rid of distractions uh, at at such an amazing level because our brains are so phenomenally uh, complex. And if you do that, when you are on a podcast or when you're sitting down with clients, you're going to realize that that phone could be ringing or, you know, the doorbell could happen or, you know, they could be mowing the lawn outside and you just don't hear any of that because you practice listening and you're hyper-focused on that person who's sitting in front of you or who's on the other side of the mic. All right. So that's listening. Kirk, give me the third way that podcasting can help you be a better advisor. I think it helps you become a better networker because if you're going to be a good podcaster, you need to be able to bring other experts and ideas to the table. So you need to be resourceful in how you network and find those opportunities, whether it's other experts or new ideas, you got to be kind of on the lookout and you got to be practicing or be proactive about finding um, those experts so they can contribute to your overall thought leadership and your audience's needs. If you think uh, as an advisor, doing a podcast that you're the only person that should be offering expertise there. That's, that's very uh, narrow sighted. You need to expand your universe, which expands your network, which expands the value you provide to your audience. And if you've got a very niche audience, it's even better because you know more clearly what they need, who they want to talk to, things like that. You need to be able to find those people, those opportunities. And, and, and it forces you to be on the lookout for those to get better, to be proactive, and that's going to make you a better advisor. I mean, the implication here is that if you're not talking, um, sorry, if you're, if you're limiting your expertise, if you can't find these people. Mm-hmm. So um, how do you solve? Well, one of the things that, that I do, and I know you do as well, is I spend time on LinkedIn when it's a little bit quiet in my life, whether it's early morning or I only have 15 minutes between meetings and I you know, don't want to get caught up in the middle of a, another project because I'm not, I know I'm not going to finish it. So I might go to LinkedIn, uh, start reading, seeing what people are publishing, find something interesting, connect with that person, respond to what they're doing, um, invite them, you know, something like that. So I find little windows to, to, to engage in LinkedIn and see what's going on there. Or I have a couple of websites that I might go to um, to, you know, to read information. Like I go to iris.ca to see what's going on there. Irish.xyz, pardon me. And then, you know, to network in your community, who do I know locally or in my industry, things like that. And then in some cases for advisors, it may be friends or clients that that know people that can add value to what you're doing. So it helps you become a better networker for sure. Which in turn helps you with number four, uh, which is to be a better marketer. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, podcasting gives you a larger platform to test what works and connects with people. You know, did something go viral? Did it have good comments? Did it get liked a lot? Uh, what are your centers of influence talking about? You know, you know, so if you, every six months you invite a center of influence, the same one to be on your podcast, then you go for a coffee or, or a beer or whatever afterwards or, or, or a bunch of caramels. Um, I'm saying that because I watched Goodwill hunting on the weekend. I know. Don't you remember when he makes fun of of uh, why do people always say let's go for a coffee? He said, "Isn't it? Wouldn't it just be? Isn't it just as arbitrary to say why don't we just go eat a couple of caramels?" Personally, I would <laughs> I would love to just sit around and eat caramels with people. <laughs> so the implication: if you're not in the game, you just can't get better at it, right? So if you're not podcasting or if you're not doing trying marketing, how are you possibly going to get better? 
And I don't mean, I don't mean doing marketing. I mean, engaged in marketing, right? Like some people do marketing. Like how many advisors are we trying to help that have this idea that, oh, I'm just going to hire these guys and they're going to do everything. And I don't have to do anything, right? Be engaged, right? Talk about your, you already talked about it. Talk about your podcast with every client that walks through your office every day. Mm-hmm. We could talk to the same client all the time. You're going to drive nuts, but probably are meeting clients more than once every quarter, I'm guessing. So talk about your podcast all the time. So um, being involved and being engaged in your marketing is going to definitely make you a better marketer. And you can't help but not do that if you're trying to become a good podcaster. Um, how do you solve it? Understand the true implications of, uh, and opportunities and opportunity costs of marketing or not marketing. Like why, you know, sometimes advisors get so hung up on this ROI conversation and you're thinking to yourself, how dare you as a marketer say that I shouldn't expect you to change my business if I'm paying you. I'm not saying that, but think about beyond the obvious ROI. When advisors think of ROI, it pretty much always comes down to prospects or leads. Can you fill my pipeline? And the truth is, is there's so many more things to talk about. Right. If you hire a company that's great at numbers, we t- I talked about a, a, a tracking dashboard with a guy today. I think it's a wonderful idea integrating what we're doing, tracking it through Salesforce. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you early on, there's certain types of marketers who are going to be able to fill that dashboard, like it, make it look way more sexy early on, just by filling it with numbers. You can do that with a Facebook campaign, right? Seminars, seminars have more longevity and good things. I'm just saying. That short term, there are certain things that will make you say yes to them, but don't even come close to comparing to what long term can do, right? But the long term stuff isn't going to be there. So as a marketer, think about marketing in a different way. Don't just think about ROI as numbers quick. Think about number, about consistency long term. Think about making, you know, think about things we're talking about here today in this podcast. Those are definitely ROI things in there. They're subjective, but they're powerful, right? Becoming a better communicator, a better networker, all those things, those are going to add value. When you're out talking to other professionals, you're building professional um, uh, relationship with them. You know, at some point, there's a, you've significantly increased the likelihood that they're going to refer you one of their clients in their accounting practice, as an example. Or in their fitness, you know, personal training fitness studio, working with, you know, affluent um, clients, mm-hmm. you know, or whoever it is you want to work with. I mean, those things are going to happen if you're doing the right things. But do advisors ever track that? And if they're not tracking that, what are you, you know? So there's all kinds of outcomes you have to think about, and these are obviously some of them we're talking about. So that those are part of becoming a better uh, marketer or a better advisor. And that's because you're becoming a better marketer. Now, this next one is interesting to me, and I'm really glad that you bring this up because, you know, I think a lot of advisors get to a specific point in their career where they truly want to work on their overall leadership, whether that's being a thought leader, a leader within their community, a leader within their office, and really working on leadership techniques. Break these uh, three things down on why leadership and being a leader is a way that podcasting makes you a better advisor. Yeah. When you organize what you've experienced and what you know, you're developing your thought leadership, not just for yourself, but your audience, right? In your community. And so, um, and when you bring people together, 
you're becoming a leader. So when you bring centers of influence together, clients together, prospects together, other professionals together, you're creating, you know, community, you know, Seth Godin and other people have coined that, you know, your tribe. Um, some people are really sick of hearing that word uh, from marketers and I get it. Um, but that idea of if you're leading people, if you're organizing, those are things that create leadership. Those are leadership qualities and those make you a better advisor. Because if you're, and, and the implication is if you're not getting better at this, someone else is. And if you're not leading, someone else will. If you're not podcasting and communicating, somebody else will be doing it. If you're not talking to your clients and prospects and reaching them on their terms, somebody else will be. You got to take this thing, right, and, and, and control it and um, taking action to do this. You know, writing a blog is another form. It's just not as easy to pull off and have success at as a podcast is. So those are ways, those are the implications. How do you solve being a leader? You take charge. And I think most importantly is you've got to be resourceful. What are the things, you know, and you use some of the skills from above too, listening to your audience, listening to what centers of influence want, listening to what your listeners care about, which is, you know, you know, we did a blog post or was it a podcast on value proposition? And it went crazy. Like, I think it got... 5,000 listens, if I'm remembering correctly, which was considerably more than our average. Being a leader is about you know, doing all those things, taking charge, being resourceful, bringing people together. You need to find stuff that works for you. You know, Make sure you can commit the right amount of time to it. Uh, you, you can afford it and sustain it. Right? Sometimes people take on way more than they can manage, way more than they can put the time into to do a good job or way more money than they can sustain to wait for the outcomes to happen. You want to make sure that you uh, have the expertise to be good at it. And if you're not build it or bring other people in and learn from them, and you want to make sure it fits your goals, whatever, whatever you're doing with the podcast, make sure podcast is pushing you in the direction of reaching goals, or at least have the goals so you can measure success. Hopefully that made sense. Cause I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent there. Well, it made sense to me, but then again, you know, I, I know you really well. I want to back up just for a second. Do you, do you remember when we were like so excited when we hit a hundred people who downloaded our podcast? <laughs> yeah. That seems like a long time ago, dude. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, that's one of the things that, uh, podcasting is much more of a slow burn than it is with, with some of the other marketing techniques, but, uh, it's definitely a, bur a burn that's worthwhile. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I got, I got, I got a. A comment on that because really there's people when they think about podcasting that they think that it's all a numbers game that's not wrong to a degree i mean it's nice when more people are listening but sometimes you know if you've got 50 people who downloaded your podcast or 37 let's say that's 37 more people that were listening to you when you right. weren't doing it right and if 30 if if five percent or ten percent of those people let's say four um, four people are, you know, thinking about, you know, either referring you or doing business with you. That's pretty darn good. So it's not really a numbers game. It's about the idea that you're, you're out there and you're in the game and you're trying to make stuff happen and you're developing all these skills that we talked about here, except for one, which we'll get to in a sec. But you putting that all together, there's so much quality and value happening. If you're not doing it, what are you doing? Yeah. All right. What's the last one, brother? What do we got? 
I, I think all these things make you a better human, right? Oh. If you're bringing all these things together, you're, you, you must be making a difference for somebody. You're making a difference for the center of influence you brought in who maybe, you know, found some new opportunities or learned something for themselves. For the people who are your listeners who are, who are embracing the, the thought leadership and, and applying, you know, maybe shifting their mindset or making their life a little bit better, easier, more informed, making a difference there. For the people that work in your company who see you being a leader, um, seeing you grow is going to expand their horizons, right? They're going to think, you know, I got to do that in my career. There's so many positive influences that from becoming a, a podcaster or doing a podcast that are really contributing to making you a better human, a better, bigger contributor to society. And I think those are, those are all wonderful things. All right. To wrap up today, the six ways that podcasting makes you a better advisor. One, makes you a better communicator. Number two, a better listener. Three, a better networker. Four, a better marketer, a better leader. And finally, it makes you a better human. Kirk, thanks for uh, making this list today. You have any closing ideas or thoughts before we wrap up? Yes. Find a way to get in the game and engaged. Doesn't mean you have to do everything, but find a way to engage in your marketing and be in the game uh, and always moving forward. And for the example it sets for your, your company, the example it sets in the community and your profession, and then the opportunities for you to be more successful from a profitability and a business growth perspective. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. And if you know anybody who really needs to hear this, click that share button. Super easy. If you know uh, anybody who would be a great guest for the podcast or you have any podcast ideas, please make sure that you email me, Matt, at topadvisorm. That M is for marketing.com. We'll be more than happy to reach out to those people. Those are actually starting to come in. We're really excited about some of the great ideas that our listeners are sending to us. And finally, if you have two seconds, you can give us a quick rating on iTunes. That helps us out too, a whole bunch. But for everybody at Top Advisor Marketing and Kirk Lowe, this is Matt Halloran. And try to be a better human, a better advisor by just getting behind the mic and having a great time podcasting. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.